Today is the 8th of February 2018. Today it's Thursday. So today is the opening day of the second Metta retreat this year in 2018. In this opening um, session, first of all, we will take the nine precepts. After that, Sayado will give a talk lasting about half an hour and he will explain what metta is and what metta meditation, metta bhavana is and how to practice metta meditation. And then after that, there will be the metta chanting. And then after the chanting, there will be the dedication and sharing of merit, and that's the end of the opening session. So first of all, um, we'll take the nine precepts. You have them on your sheet on the first page. ดัสสะบะกะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมทัสสะปะกะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมทัสสะปะกะวะโตอะระหะโ
มุสสวาตาเวรมณีสิกขปตังสัมมาทิยามิสุรามิเรยะมิจฉะปมาตัฏฐานะเวรมณีสิกขปตังสัมมาทิยามิวิกาลาโพชานะเวรมณีสิก
diluviare. So for example, in Germany, uh, to conduct a retreat there, Sayadaw told the managers, please, um, do not invite me every year, only invite me every second year to come and teach a retreat. So although Sayadaw has uh, a lot of metta uh, for the yogis, but to go there, like to teach there every year, um, it's really tiring to have such a long journey. And that's why uh, he prefers not to go every year. Um, but now you have come here to practice uh, metta meditation so that shows that you have a lot of sada, a lot of faith and confidence Without that, without this, you would not be here. So, it is very heartening that all of you are here. And so, Sayadaw has tried to make everything as comfortable as possible to make it a very suitable place for you to cultivate loving kindness. However, um, things in the West and things in the East are different and so there might be things that are not as they are in your country. So when he was first invited to Germany to teach a retreat there, then uh, first he could not sleep. Because the the pillow was not like the pillow he used here in Myanmar. Um, whenever Sayadaw put his head on the pillow, it made uh, sounds. <laughs> Uh, funny sounds, and um, he wondered what they had put inside the pillow. Yeah. So he tried to figure out what it was inside the pillow. First, he thought maybe sand, but no, it was not sand. Yeah. So, because things are not the same in the West and in the East, so please uh, be tolerant with um, these things when you come here to practice metta meditation. However, if you need some help or some assistance, please uh, let us know. So if there is something mm, that you need, that you want, please let us know so that we can uh, help you and make it as comfortable as possible. 
ဟမီဟူမိတ္တာဆိုတာအဲတတ်တဝါတို့ရဲ့ကောင်းကျိုးချမ်းတာအဖျားဘုရားတွေကိုလူလန်နှစ်တက်တဲ့တဘောကို
So an aircon, when it's turned on, produces cold. So for example, um, a person comes home to the house or to the flat and they feel very hot in their body. So when they come home into the house or into the flat, then they turn on the air con. So then when the air aircon has been turned on, then gradually uh, it will become cold in the room, in the house. And so with the aircon being on, working, then the rooms, the house will become cool or cold. However, when the aircon is turned on at the very beginning, it's not yet very cold. Only after some time, when the aircon is um, running, working, only then will it become gradually colder. So let's say then the aircon has been turned on for one hour or for two hours and at that time uh, the room is very cool, cold, so all the heat in the room has disappeared, it's no longer present. Or sometimes when the aircon has been on for a long time, it has become so cold that it has become too cold. And so either one reduces the cold or one um, turns off the aircon. And so likewise, uh, metta, the practice of metta, um, gives coolness, peacefulness. First of all, it makes the mind, the heart, cool, peaceful. And then, as a second step, when the metta becomes very strong, very powerful, then it also results in uh, coolness in the body, like the body also becomes very cool or cold. And so um, the stronger uh, one's metta becomes, the more cool and peaceful does the mind become. So, um, although it is said that metta, the practice of metta, leads to a cool and peaceful heart and mind, but at the very beginning of the practice, um, one cannot yet experience that coolness and peacefulness. So, let's say, when one, uh, uh, when one begins to cultivate metta, so on the first day, one cannot yet experience this coolness and peacefulness based on the practice of metta, also on the second day, one might not yet experience this coolness and peacefulness. And also on the third day, one might not yet experience this peacefulness. 
even maybe after 10 days, one cannot yet experience it. Even maybe after two weeks, it's not yet obvious. <laughs> so then, uh, after one month, this coolness and peacefulness uh, of metta will become obvious. So, in the first Metta retreat, it's very, um, very strange or very amazing that some of yogis could experience this coolness and peacefulness in the hearts and mind already after about three days. And so uh, their power of metta has not decreased. Uh, in the contrary, it uh, can become even stronger. I have my uh, backup. <laughs> um, so, uh, the new yogis, um, you should uh, try to emulate the yogis of the first retreat. Or well, the new yogis try to be even better than the yogis from the first Metta retreat. So you know, you can reflect that, well, the yogis of the first retreat, they have come to experience the coolness, the peacefulness in the heart and mind after three days. So I will uh, try my best to experience it in two days. What we call metta bhavana, met, uh, loving kindness meditation, is to repeatedly cultivate um, this quality of metta, of loving kindness, in ourselves. So, for example, when you cultivate loving-kindness, metta. So you take a wish, a phrase like, may all beings be happy and well. And let's say this takes about just one second. So, when uh, cultivating metta, using this uh, phrase, may all beings be happy and well. So this takes, Saito says, let's say one second. And so then um, you have cultivated one m mind uh, of metta. And so then you repeat the wish a second time, may all beings be happy and well. So now this has taken two seconds with the first wish together. And so now you have already two uh, metta minds cultivated. So 
And then we repeat the wish a third time. May all beings be happy and well. This has uh, taken three seconds altogether. And this means that you have already cultivated three wholesome uh, states of metta. So in this way, if you cultivate uh, a meta mind in every second, so a wholesome meta mind every second, this means that within one minute you cultivate 60 wholesome meta minds. And so if you uh, practice it in sitting for one hour, then that makes 3,600 meta-minds. And if you count it for uh, 24 hours, then you cal cultivate many, many, many and so now uh, you are here for 14 days so now you can figure out within these 14 days how many meta minds you cultivate also these um, metta minds they can lead you to the Brahma realm so the Brahmas are dwelling in the Brahma realms heavenly realms they are there uh, on account of their uh, practice of the Brahma Viharas, which are metta, loving kindness, karuna, compassion, mudita, sympathetic joy, and upeka, equanimity. Hey. <coughs> And so now, when you engage in the cultivation of metta, then the stronger your metta becomes, the more uh, peaceful and calm will you feel in mind and body. And when it becomes, when the metta becomes even stronger, <coughs> then the peacefulness and happiness you experience in body and mind becomes even stronger. So, so this metta meditation practice is really an amazing practice because we, we cultivate this wish for the welfare and happiness of another person or being and by doing so we ourselves experience this happiness and well-being. So for example, if we cultivate metta for all living beings with a wish like may all living beings be well, happy, and peaceful. May all living beings be well, happy, and peaceful. So with this we cultivate this sincere wish for all beings 
happiness, welfare, good health. And by doing so, we ourselves um, experience this uh, happiness and peacefulness in ourselves. So um, we, f we first uh, uh, experience the beneficial results. And then, when our uh, metta becomes really powerful and strong, then it can also have an effect on the person or being to whom we cultivate the metta. So this can be compared with the following. Like if you mm, take some water with your hand and then uh, pour it over the, uh, on the other person. So, like if you want to mm, help somebody to take a bath, give a shower, then um, you take some water with your hand and then pour it uh, on the body of the other person to give her a bath, give her a shower. And so the wish is to um, pour this cooling, uh, refreshing water on the other person. But you first of all have to take the water out and first of all you experience the coolness and freshness of the water and then you pour it on the other person. When you cultivate metta, there are two methods of cultivating metta. The first method of uh, cultivating metta is to cultivate loving-kindness just for the sake of cultivating uh, metta, loving-kindness. And the second method is to cultivate metta in order to attain the jhanas, the absorptions. So when one practices the first method of cultivating metta, simply cultivating metta for the sake of cultivating loving-kindness, then um, for this practice, one does not need to know with which person one should start the cultivation of metta. One doesn't need to know which person should not be the object at the outset of one's practice. One does not need to know uh, for what specific persons one should or should not cultivate metta. So um, uh, one does not need to know things that should be done at the outset of the practice or during the practice, and there is no need to know what one should avoid while doing the practice. <laughs> So, with this method, whatever, uh, however much time one has to practice, one can practice and one can practice 
uh, develop metta for any person or being. However, when we engage in the second method of cultivating metta, namely to attain the jhanas, then we need to know certain things. We need to know certain things we have to follow, and we need to know certain things that we have to avoid. In order to attain the jhanas, uh, when we choose this method, then first of all, we should uh, take a shower, clean our body, and then put on clean, fresh, not smelly clothes. And then one should uh, cut all attachments. And then the third step is to either take up the eight precepts or the nine precepts. And then as the fourth, fourth step, one should go to a quiet, secluded place. And then the next step is to reflect on the benefits of Metta and to reflect on the shortcomings of dosa, all forms of anger. Then in the scriptures it's also mentioned that one uh, should approach a good and skilled teacher. And then one should listen to the teachings, to the instructions on metta given by the teacher. So now all uh, you are complete with all these different points. So reflecting on the benefits of metta, benefits of metta are, first of all, one falls asleep happily. Another benefit is that um, one has good dreams, one has uh, lovely dreams, one has no nightmares. And then uh, one wakes up happily and refreshed. Another benefit is that when one engages in the cultivation of metta, one will be loved by other beings, beings who see one or who hear one. And also one will be loved by the devas, celestial beings. And also these devas, they extend their protection to people who engage in metta practice. And one 
uh, is free from dangers and harm. And by cultivating Mitta, one is able to quickly gain concentration. And the facial expression of a person who lives with Metta engages in cultivating loving kindness. So the facial expression is clear and serene. Yes, um, this is true. Now, when Sayato looks at the faces of the Metta meditators here, their faces are serene and smiling. So, through the cultivation of Metta, their faces, the facial expression uh, becomes really clear. And Metta person, the person living with Metta, then at the time of death, the person can die with a calm, peaceful, and clear mind. And if one uh, is able to attain the jhanas through the metta practice, and if one dies absorbed in a metta jhana, then one is reborn in the Brahma realm. Or else, if one uh, has practiced metta meditation and then takes that as the basis for one's vipassana meditation, one can also realize nibbana. Do some, this is the opposite of metta. So one also should reflect on the shortcomings of dosa, anger, aversion, hatred, ill will, and so on. So reflecting on the dangers or shortcomings of dosa, so with a lot of dosa, one cannot fall uh, asleep happily. Or um, when one falls asleep with dosa, then one has bad dreams. And uh, with dosa, when one wakes up, then um, once uh, one does not wake up happily, but um, uh, one is full, or and also one's face does not look happy, doesn't look nice. And a person who has a lot of dosa um, will be hated by other persons persons who see this person or persons who hear this person. And a person with a lot of dosa will also be hated by the devas. And persons with a lot of dosa will not be protected by the devas. Persons with a lot of dosa will encounter uh, many dangers, will encounter, uh, will have many persons who hate them. And persons with a lot of dosa, um, 
it will be difficult for them for them to attain uh, deep concentration. It will also be difficult to uh, cultivate kindness, loving kindness. And the facial expression of a person with a lot of dosa, so that person looks grumpy. So looking uh, at the face of a dosa person uh, can be uh, even frightening. <coughs> or if one has to talk to such a person, there is also a lot of uh, fear to talk to that person. So one worries whether that person will um, uh, shout at oneself or abuse oneself or even hit oneself. And such a person then at the time of death will have a lot of fear. A person may scream and die uh, in a frightened state of mind. And a person with a lot of these dosa will be uh, reborn in the hell realm. So a person who engages in metta meditation should uh, reflect on the benefits of metta and also reflect on the shortcomings, on the faults of dosa. And then after doing these reflections, then one can start with the cultivation of metta. And so then, first of all, towards whom should we develop metta? First of all, we should develop metta to ourselves. And then the second step or second category is to develop metta for a person we respect or a person we admire or a person we call our benefactor, the Then the third step, the third category is a person we dearly love, a very dear person, a beloved person. And then the fourth uh, category is a person we neither love nor hate, a neutral person. And then the fifth category is to cultivate metta for a person we hate. Then the sixth category is to develop metta for an enemy. And then the seventh category is to develop metta for all living beings. So we have to cultivate uh, metta um, in this sequence. And with each person we choose as the object of our metta meditation, we should uh, develop metta for this person as long as it takes to attain a good concentration. So for the new yogis, first of all, you should develop metta 
for yourself. And then, as a second step, to develop metta for a person you respect or a benefactor. So, a person we respect or a benefactor, that's the kind of person who is endowed with virtue, a person who has um, admirable um, attitude, a person who also um, helps others, supports others. Or it can be uh, somebody who has benefited us a lot, a benefactor, or maybe this person has benefited many other people or beings. So yeah. then um, to choose such a respected or Respected person or benefactor, that's the second step. So, for example, let's say you do one hour of sitting meditation, then, first of all, for 30 minutes, you should cultivate metta for yourself. And so how should you cultivate metta for yourself? Like this. May I be well, happy and peaceful. May I be well, happy and peaceful. So for the first 30 minutes, you should uh, constantly cultivate this metta wish for yourself, like in every second, um, you should be cultivating metta for yourself. Try to do it without interruption, without any gap. And so then, after about 30 minutes, it's just mm, a guess when the 30 minutes are over, then you change to the second person, which is a respected person or a benefactor. And then for the next 30 minutes, you develop metta for this benefactor. <laughs> So, of course, first of all, you should choose such a respected person or a benefactor. So, if you have many people you respect or who are your benefactors, then simply choose one of them. And after you have chosen this respected person or the benefactor, then incline your mind, your heart towards this person. And so after having directed your mind, inclined your mind, your heart towards this respected person or the benefactor, then you cultivate metta with this wish, may my benefactor be well, happy and peaceful. May my benefactor be well, happy and peaceful. And in this way, you repeatedly cultivate this wish for your benefactor second by second without any gaps, uninterruptedly. 
And then when you have sat for one hour, then you get up and you go and practice walking meditation. And also in the walking meditation, for the first half an hour, 30 minutes, you develop metta for yourself. And then in the second uh, half an hour, you cultivate metta for the respected person or the benefactor, the same person as you had in the sitting. So, with these instructions, you should be able to engage in the metta meditation practice. Tomorrow afternoon at 1.30, when there is the Dhamma talk, then Sayadaw will continue to explain more and to give more instructions. So may all of you be able to happily, peacefully uh, engage in the metta meditation practice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So now we will.